Welcome to Bible Believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. All right, uh, so today uh, what I am going to do is uh, I'm going to teach a little bit on the Holy Spirit. All right, the Holy Spirit. And so please go with me to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, and we'll read verse 7. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Verse 7 in the King James Bible says this, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. So, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity and is one with the Father and Son. The Holy Spirit has part in Jesus' offering of himself and the resurrection of the dead. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, notice Spirit is capitalized, Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Notice, through the eternal spirit offered himself. And then Romans 8, 11 says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit, again Spirit capitalized, that dwelleth in you. You see that there? So how can you explain those? So there are two things on earth that are holy at this time.
What does holy mean? Well, when it comes to Bible study, there is something that is called the law of first mention and I know that I I say this over and over again in my Bible studies and and podcasts, but it's called the law of first mention and what that means is that you take a word in the Bible such as holy and you look to see the first time that it is used and then you get a definition from that first time and then usually the first time sets the tone for what that word will mean throughout the whole Bible but we have to remember that it's only usually you know, and context, 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 context is the most important. So, the word holy, it is found 611 times in 544 verses. The first being Exodus 3, verse 5, and the last being Revelation 22, 19. So, let's go to Exodus 3, verse 5. Exodus 3 verse 5 says and he said draw not nigh hither put off thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground what holy means is perfectly just and good sacred you know the 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 catholics you know they they call uh the pope you know holy father but the pope is not perfectly just and good no one doeth good no not one and he's definitely not sacred he needs salvation just like everyone because he's a sinner so the Pope is not one of the two things that are on earth that are holy The, the first thing that's on earth that's holy and these are in no particular order but the first one that's listed is the holy scriptures look at Romans 1 verse 2 Romans 1 verse 2 uh, let's read 1 as well Paul a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets 
in the Holy Scriptures. Now look at 2 Timothy 3.15. 2 Timothy 3.15 2 Timothy 3.15 says And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus so again holy scriptures now notice in verse 16 there verse 16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And let's read verse 17 also. That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God. There are many that believe that inspiration simply means God breathed. But my friends, it is much more than that. It's not only that God breathed, but it's about what he breathed. Alright, so let's look at that word, inspiration, and we'll break it down. So you have in. So, God breathed in. And then you have S-P-I-R. Spirit. Spirit. So God breathed in his spirit. And then you have A-T-I-O-N. Asian. That shows the action of breathing in. So God breathed his spirit into the scriptures and God's words is preserved through the Antioch line of Bibles and the King James Bible being the seventh purified seven times amen now so now 
God's Word, the King James Bible, is alive. Alright, just as God God breathed the breath of life into Adam and become a living soul. Alright, so uh, look at uh, Genesis 2 verse 7 first. Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man become, became a living soul. Okay, now Hebrews 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is quick. Quick means alive. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know this King James Bible knows all about you and me. We read it and study it. It's like, it's like looking at ourselves in a mirror. Now look at Psalms 12. Psalms 12. Verses 6 and 7. The words of the Lord are pure words. Now, pure words. But yet, there's so many uh, perversions of God's word out on the market. You know, and they all can't say the same thing because of copyright. So once man starts changing God's word, it's not pure words anymore. You know, it's got it's not God's word anymore, it's man's words. Alright, so the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified how many times? Seven times. Number seven in the Bible is the number of perfection or completeness. And then verse 7, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Do you see that? So the Holy Scriptures, and then you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had part in the production of the Holy Scriptures and is needed to understand them. Look at 2 Peter one twenty one. 2 Peter one twenty one. 
And let's read verse 20 as well. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. And then verse 21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, on one of the social media sites that, uh, that I am on, I posted one time uh, in, uh, in my group there that a person needs to study the Bible for himself and not rely on a pastor or a preacher. You know, you, you can listen to pastors and preachers but don't rely on them 100% for the truth. You go back and you study what they preach and teach to see if it's truth, to see if it's Bible. And be persuaded in your own mind. And if it's not Bible, you throw it out and you follow the Bible. But if it is Bible, then follow it. You know, And, and then uh, someone commented on it. They said... Well, you know, a lot of people just can't understand the Bible unless somebody teaches it to them. You know, and uh, they use the Ethiopian eunuch as an example. But the Holy Spirit will teach it to you if you will allow Him to. Look at John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You know, before you read and study God's Word, pray and ask the Lord to allow the Holy Spirit to teach it to you. Say, well, I just don't understand the these and the thous and the dines and yees and yeas and you know all that, all that uh, English that the King James Bible uses. You know, it's it's obsolete, and I can't understand it. But again, if you will allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, He will. 
so now the ministries of the Holy Spirit let's look at John 16 verses 12 to 16 I have yet Many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. And then, verse 16, A little while and ye shall not see me, and again a little while and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. So the main ministry of the Holy Spirit is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. And to testify of him. John fifteen twenty six. John 15, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance. Bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So, this means the Charismatics that exalt the Holy Spirit with proof of speaking in tongues more than Jesus Christ are in the wrong amen and the Holy Spirit Guides a person into all truth. John 14 verse 6. Just said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, Jesus Christ is truth. God's word is truth. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. That word is truth. And the Holy Spirit will guide a person into all truth. In 
The truth is conformity to facts. And remember this about truth as well. That truth is absolute. It is not relative. It's not what a person thinks is truth. There is only one truth. Amen? Now, there are several names for the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give them to you. And I'm going to go through these rather uh, quickly. But the first one is the Good Spirit. And that's found in Psalms 143 verse 10. And Nehemiah 9 verse 20. And then you have the Spirit of God. Found in Genesis 1 verse 2. And uh, Matthew 3 verse 16. Then you have the Spirit of Grace. Found in Hebrews 10 verse 29. Then you have the Spirit of Promise. Found in Ephesians 1 verse 13. Then you have the Spirit of Glory. Found in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 14. Then you have the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8 verse 9. Then you have the Comforter. John 14 16. Then you have the eternal spirit. Found in Hebrews 9 verse 14. Then you have the spirit of faith. Found in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. Then you have the spirit of adoption. Found in Romans 8 verse 15. Then you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Found in Ephesians 1 verse 17. And then lastly you have one spirit. Found in Ephesians 4 verse 4. So let's look at the attributes and acts of the Holy Spirit. First of all, it's omniscient, meaning all-knowing. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. And God has revealed what He wants us to know in His Word, the King James Bible. And the Holy Spirit 
will teach it to us. Amen? And then he's omnipresent. Means he's everywhere. Look at Psalms 139. Psalms 139, verses 7 to 10. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and that right hand shall hold me. This is everywhere. Now, in the seven year tribulation period, there are some that believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out of the way. But remember that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. It's omnipresent. The Holy Spirit will be there in the tribulation period. He just won't have a sealing ministry like he does in this church age. It's omnipotent. Meaning all powerful. Look at Zechariah 4, verse 6. Zechariah 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Of hosts. Praise God. So the acts, the acts of the Holy Spirit. Number one, He convicts and reproves. Look at John 16. John 16, verses 7 to 9. Well, let's uh, let's go all the way to 11 to 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, 
because I go to my father, ye may uh, that ye see me no more. In verse 11, of judgment, because the prince of the world is judged. You know, it is a sin to not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the only sin that will send a person to hell. It's not the sins that we do that sends us to hell. It's what we do not do that will send a person to hell. And so reprove means to refute or disprove, to show a fault. Alright, and um, the Holy Spirit guides. Alright, look at Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the Holy Spirit teaches. John 14.26. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then the Holy Spirit testifies. John 15, 26. But, the comforter, uh, but when the Comforter has come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth out of the Father, he shall testify of me. Amen? So he testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit can be resisted. Look at Acts 7.51. Acts 7.51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. He can be obeyed. Look at Acts 10. Acts 10 verses 19 to 21. Acts 10 verses 19 to 21. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? 
Now I'll show you something else too. Acts 13. Acts 13 verses... One to four. Now many use this, um, these verses here, to uh, to show that a person um, needs ascending church to be a missionary or or whatever the case may be. But look at this. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me, be, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Alright. So many say that you need a sending church to start a new work, start a new church, you know, uh, be a, a, a missionary, an evangelist, whatever. But look at verse 4. They say, So they being sent forth by who? By the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. So it is the Holy Ghost that sends a person out. Not a church, not a pastor. Amen. Then the Holy Ghost can be grieved. Ephesians 4 verse 30. Ephesians 4 verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of Redemption. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit by disobeying Him, you know, uh, stealing the Lord's glory. And then He can be lied to. Acts 5, verse 3. Acts 5 verse 3 But Peter said Ananias why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land The Holy Spirit also works in the process of salvation. The Holy Spirit convicts the lost person of his or her sin because the devil has blinded 
their minds. And that's according to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Now, some people believe that you have to have a certain feeling to be saved. But my friends, that, that is just not simply true. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is not a feeling. But it's the Holy Spirit showing the sinner his sin and need for salvation. So you may not have a feeling. Alright, so during salvation, the Holy Spirit regenerates us, makes that uh, dead spirit come alive, and He baptizes into the body of Christ. Right, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 and 13. You will see that. And then the Holy Spirit seals us until the day of redemption. And that is the rapture. All right, and so I will say this and, uh, and I will be through, but the filling of the Holy Spirit it's something that we have to uh, keep in check. We got to keep checking on it uh, as believers. Right? As believers, we have a, a spirit and flesh. And we are commanded to sow to that spirit instead of the flesh. You know, so read, study your King James Bible, pray, witness. Live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. All right, look at Galatians 5:16. Galatians 5 verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, Romans. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, I'll stop there and say that, you know, some... You know, uh, when they teach on this or preach on it, they stop right there. There is therefore now no condemn condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. But, my friends, we got to keep going. Alright? There is no condemnation of going to hell for those in Christ Jesus. But... God forbid if they go out and commit a crime 
there could be some legal condemnation. All right, so we got to keep going. Let's read the whole verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. No spirit is capitalized there. And the flesh, the flesh is flesh. All right, this flesh is wicked and it's condemned to the ground. All right, and so. You know, at salvation, the Holy Spirit cuts away that soul from the flesh. All right, and and um, then that person is made free from sin. And when a person commits a sin, it is not them that's doing it; it is their flesh. The inner man cannot sin because it comes from God. Amen. So walk after the spirit and not the flesh. Amen. Alright, so that is uh, the Holy Spirit. Pray that uh, this, uh, this message, this teaching was a blessing to you and a help to you. And uh, we ask that uh, you continue to pray for us, our families our ministries and please pray for these Bible studies amen right, that uh, we'll be able to uh, reach out uh, to people you know, and uh, help them learn uh, right division help them learn dispensationalism you know because you know when when I learn dispensationalism the Bible just came alive for me. And so I want that for others as well. And I know Brother Landon does also. Alright, so so please pray. Amen. Alright, thank you so very much. Until next time, God bless you. Mm -hmm.